something? Can we stand to our feet? Is there anybody that's happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. I, I don't see enough people. Is there, is there anybody that's happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. We want our praises to rise. We want to lift our praise. We want to lift up, lift our worship in this place this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus.
lifted high in our love. Be lifted high, higher and higher in my life. Come on and be lifted, be lifted high in our world. Be lifted high in our love. Lift them up in this place this morning. Somebody let your praise rise in the place this morning. Somebody lift up your hands and worship them in this place. We glorify you, Jesus. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha, the Omega. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's praise him in this place. Let's praise him in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Darkness you shine Out of the air 
hear you on this place. Lift your voice. Say, oh, I could stand. One more 
That's who you are. 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 You're my healer. My way maker. Raise it up, raise it up. That's who, that's who you are. My way maker. You're my healer. our focus. Amen. Hallelujah. If it's your first time, raise your hand. First timers, anyone? Second timers. We just want to acknowledge you. We thank you. Anything that we can do for you, see our administrative staff so we can assist you. We give God praise and glory for what he's about to do in this hour. 
And also, I want to, before we pray, is there any prayer requests? Anybody have any prayer requests that God wants to? Hallelujah. Because I believe that we serve a great God. Amen. And I believe if we ask and we request, and I believe that God will tend to our needs. Amen. Amen. And also, I want to, we want to pray for Tony Knight. We want to intercede. Amen. That's what God has allowed us to be here for. Amen. If God allowed us to get up this morning, he bring breath into our bodies. Amen. I didn't come. I know what, you know, is we're dressed and, but I didn't come for just, I come to meet God. Amen. Amen. And also, I want to pray for my father-in-law. He has cancer. I believe that God is a great God. Amen. I believe that God can still touch his body. Amen. Because God has the final say. Amen. So let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, how great you are. You're wonderful. You're mighty. You're excellent. There is no one else like you, God. You, God, can still do miracles. Lord God, we come to you, God, with requests. Every hand that is raised, touch them, God. Leave no one untouched, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, move upon them in a mighty way. Let the Spirit of God, oh God, I pray that you would intervene right now, oh God. That the Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus, touch Tony, almighty God. I pray right now that you would send angels, almighty God. I pray to, oh God, in the name of Jesus, touch him right now. I pray, oh God, for my father-in-law, God. Oh God, touch his body. Heal his body. I pray, oh God, I come against the spirit of infirmity right now. And I pray, God, in all these things, God, I pray that you would touch our service. That you would move in, oh God, in the midst of us. That you, almighty God, will cover us. That you, almighty God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would speak to us in this hour. In Jesus' name, we bless you. And we praise you. Let's give God some hand praise all over this place. Give us a praise all over this place because he's worthy to the
His holiness and in His power. Before we continue in our service, for I feel expectation in this house. I don't know about you, but I feel great expectation in this house. I want to make a declaration that there is nothing like a Pentecostal apostolic worship. I said there is nothing like a Pentecostal apostolic worship. For when we worship the Lord, we got one thing. We got spirit and truth. And when you have spirit and truth, something inside of you got to make you say hallelujah. Got to make you open your mouth. Make you clap your hands. Do something as we worship him. I don't know about you. I just want to tell you we're not in the firehouse anymore. I just want to tell you we're not in the firehouse anymore. This is our church. And as pastor declared, this is your house. And in your house, you have liberty to do whatever you feel. So if you have to move out of your seat, and you have to take maybe a lap around the church, trust me, it's not just a good workout, but it's a spiritual move. Because you have come this time, and you can declare that this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm not going to stay in my seat, but I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to do a dance. I'm going to do a spin. I'm going to run. I'm going to open my mouth. The Bible says, let us shout unto God. Let us shout unto God. You can't shout with your mouth closed. You got to open your mouth. You got to run. You got to do something. You got to watch. This is your house. This is your church. You can, you can move. You can, you can do whatever. It's your church. This is your church. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can play as long as we can play. The Holy Ghost is all up in this place. The Holy Ghost is all up in this place. The Holy Ghost is all up in this place. It's offering time and no better place to continue in this service in offering time. I'm just going to be really brief. To my right, your left, we have our housekeeping rules. We have our bathrooms, our ladies' rooms out in the foyer, our men's bathrooms to the corner. It says men's room as well. Please be advised, we are only allowed to drink water. Only allowed to drink water in this space. Only water. If you have, unfortunately, something, except you have to have a peppermint mouth, peppermint in your mouth just to keep your mouth fresh, fine. But any gum chewing, we do not allow because we do not want gum wrappers on the floor. This is a God's house. A lot of money was paid on these carpets, and we want to keep it as long as we can because it's God's house. We just don't do anything in God's house. So if you have a gum wrapper, please, or have a piece of gum, you have a, there are areas where you have a tissue paper where you can spit it out kindly, okay? But we're here to just worship the Lord. We're here to praise God in the beauty of his holiness. Our ushers will come at this time. Our ushers will come at this time, and they will lead us in this part of worship as well. Please be advised. One more thing I want to endorse. We are still on our spiritual journey campaign. We're on a spiritual journey, saints of God, and we're on a two-year campaign. We're in our, our, we passed our first year. We are in our second year, 
and we are still giving to what is called the REACH campaign. And we're still giving to this building. This building is given to us. God has blessed us to be an impact to this community, to see lost souls saved, to see every seat filled, and they will be filled. Put your hands together and say, these seats are not just for decoration. These seats are for souls to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus, to have families saved, to have generations be married. We're going to see a lot of things great in this house, but we got to finance the kingdom. So this is a, a, a form of which you can also give extra in your giving to reach, okay? God bless you. Our ushers can come. We encourage everyone to fellowship while you follow the leading of the ushers, and I'm going to pray at this time, and the ushers will lead you. Please, greet someone that you don't see. Just follow adherence to the ushers in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you this time. We give you praise for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be here, to be a blessing, to be a given uh, to the kingdom of God. We pray that some who have a hundred, some sixty, some thirty-fold, I pray that you will bless them, those who have and those who have not. We pray that the order of service is in your hand. We pray that the giving is a part of worship, and we pray that the move of the Spirit of God will enhance the worship of God, and somebody will yet be saved. We pray for the saving of the souls of those who are coming, those who are here, and we pray that we will cry out aloud and spare not, that we will see the house of God saved and filled for your glory. In Jesus' name, let the house say amen. In Jesus' name, let's worship God.
we could do better than that, church. Somebody put your hands together. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet one more time? Hallelujah. We're going to worship Jesus one more time before the man of God comes up.
He says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They should walk and not faint. If you will wait on the Lord this morning, but while you're waiting, you praise Him. While you're waiting, you worship Him. While you're waiting, you give Him the honor. While you're waiting, open up your heart and say, Jesus, have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. God is up to something. God is up to something. Whatever you need this morning, don't put it off till next week. Don't say later on. But say, God, since you're in this place, I'm claiming my victory today. Since you're in this place, I'm claiming my healing today. Since you're in this place, I'm claiming my deliverance today. Thank you. 
name of Jesus. God, whatever you have started in his life, for you started something in his life. You said it in your word that you will see that work that you have begun. You will see it through to the end. And I'm praying this morning that the work you started, you will take it through to the end. Brother Chuby, hear my voice this morning. Surrender completely to God. He wants to complete the work that he started in you some years ago. If you will yield, if you will submit and obey him, he will fulfill that work that he started in you. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. On March 12, 2023, we baptized Maxine Stephenson in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Sister Maxine, your name Sister Max. Sister Max. Sister Max. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus. You have taken on his name. Come on, turn around. Take this picture into your certificate. You make sure you keep that, hang that up in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Christ-centered church is here to make a difference. We're here to help the Lord expand his kingdom. We're not here for the hype, but we're here to see transformation. We're here to see lives change. We're here to see people saved. We're not just here to just be here. But God has placed us here to use us as its vessels and instruments for revival. For people to be saved. For people to be made whole. For lives to be changed. Restoration to take place. Deliverance to take place. Oh, we're not just here just to be here. God has placed us here for such a time as this. We are not about tradition. This is not a place where tradition rules over the word of God. The Word of God takes supreme authority in this church. And so if tradition fits with the Word of God, awesome. But if tradition goes against the Word of God, we're not going with that tradition. And so we're here to follow the Word of God. To be a Bible-believing people. A Bible-living people. And can I just tell you this? When God reveals his word to you, even when it's uncomfortable, you ought to thank him. Don't fight God when he reveals something to you that you didn't know. Or he reveals something to you that you misunderstood. Don't fight him. Just be glad that he loves you that much to not let you continue in error. 
He opens your eyes for you to see truth so you don't continue in error. And so this morning, I ask you, open your heart to the Lord. Give your ears to his word. Don't allow your tradition to get into the way, but let the word of God be the authority in your life. Not me. I'm not the authority. I am only a messenger of the one who's in authority. Let his word go into your heart this morning. In the book of Acts, chapter number two, I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. It's good to be with you one more time. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord and with the family of God. Yesterday we had the great honor and privilege to be a part of celebrating the life of Paul Jojo Brantley. With all that crazy weather, all that rain, road a mess, traffic out of control, we were just still just glad to be a part of Paul Brantley's life all the way to the end. And we had a great service yesterday, and we thank God for all that he has done there. And for all of you that drove up on our van, <laughs> we said our first church van trip, we laughed. The van was packed. We thought we only had, we had a 15-seater, and we wanted to leave some room to bring equipment. By the time the van got packed, we had 16 people. I said, oh, Lord. But we had a good time going to New York. And we hung out. And then, what I tell you all the time, you hang with me, you'll always eat good. I can't promise you a whole lot of things. But I can promise you I'll preach the word, his truth. And you'll eat good if you hang around with me. And so we stopped at the right place at the right time. Eating the right food. To the Brantley family, our hearts go out to them. We will continue to pray for them and continue to love them. I appreciate this church so very much. You all represented him well. This is his church. And um, the bouquet of flowers was just awesome, just nice. Great job on everybody's part. Praise and worship, awesome. Musicians, awesome. Audiovisual, we live streamed the service. <laughs> we went to the, nurse, the, the funeral home and they couldn't live stream. We said, no problem, we'll live stream. We church on the move. That's how the church ought to be. I told you Thursday, Wednesday night that most of what we do should be outside these four walls, not inside these four walls. And we did that yesterday when we drove to New York and we ministered there. Thank you for just having a good spirit, good attitude, and a willingness to go and be used of God. Acts chapter 2, verse number 16. You will stand for the reading of the word. We welcome you to Christ-centered church. Thank God for what he's doing in this church. Nothing special about us. We're just trying our best to serve God and follow his word. We talked last week about 
access that God has given us. And God didn't give us access because we're better than anybody else. God didn't give us access because we had more faith than anybody else. God gave us access because we have kept his word and we never denied his name. That's why we have access. And if you will keep his word and you won't deny his name, he will give you access. So we thank God for just all that he's doing with us. Acts number 2, chapter 2, verse number 16. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Somebody say in the last days. Saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Not some flesh. All flesh. But what's interesting about God pouring out his spirit upon all flesh, understand this about God. He is given. The question is, are you receiving? He is pouring out his spirit right now. But only those who want it will receive it. Here's something to think about. If it's raining outside and you go out without an umbrella, you get wet. But if you go outside with an umbrella, what happens? Many people are living for God with an umbrella. He's pouring out and you're not receiving and you're frustrated, but it's because you have your umbrella up. What does that mean, preacher? It means your heart is not open and you're not receiving from the Lord. You put your umbrella up to say, I'm here, but I don't want to get wet. I'm here, but I don't want to get touched. Some years ago, a young man came to church and he wanted me to pray for him. And as I'm walking up to him to pray for him, he said, can you make sure I don't fall out? I said, I can't make sure of that. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm not the one that makes people fall out. You got to talk to Jesus about that. He wanted what the Lord Jesus had for him, but he didn't want it the way the Lord wanted to give it to him. He wants it his way. And many of us want what the Lord has for us, but we want it our way. And it doesn't work that way. Whatever the Lord has for us, we can only get it the way that he designates for us to get it. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Any sons and daughters prophesying? I'm in the word, right? And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. You may be seated. This morning I want to talk to you just for a moment on this topic. 
thankful but not satisfied. Thankful but not satisfied. The Lord Jesus will not make a promise that he cannot keep. You may make a promise that you can't keep. Somebody may make a promise to you that they can't keep. But God will not make your promise he cannot keep. As a matter of fact, in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, the word of God says, For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. So all of God's promises to us, they are yea, yea, and yea. They will all come to pass. In Acts chapter 2, Verse number 17, he made a promise that in the last days he will pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Guess what church? We are living in those last days that the Lord has promised that we will experience the outpouring of his spirit. I'm going to prove that to you because you don't believe it. We are living in the days of what we call revival. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the church growth is taken off like never before. As promised by the Lord Jesus. And it is time for us to claim the promise of God's outpouring of his spirit upon all flesh. On the day of Pentecost, the Apostle Peter preached that the time had come for the prophecy of Joel 2, 28 through 29 to be fulfilled. The scripture we read in Acts chapter 2, 16 through 18, that was a prophecy that was prophesied by a prophet by the name of Joel that said, In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And so Peter, who was preaching a message to the church, the very first message to the church, he began to quote that prophecy of Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh as they claimed this promise. The early church experienced dramatic growth because they claimed the promise. We are wanting things from God, but we're not claiming it. We're just saying, God, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give my name is Jimmy. The day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 1, chapter 2, verse number 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues 
as the Spirit gave them utterance. Some people like to say, well, being filled with the Holy Ghost, talking with tongues, was for back in those days. Watch this. When Joel prophesied that in the last days God will pour out of his spirit upon all flesh, underline key word, in the last days. That's what Joel said. In the last days. Then Peter came and preached, backing up that message, that God says he will pour out of his spirit upon all flesh in the last days. And then guess what happened? Pentecost happened. Pentecost happened. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, Pentecost happened. What's that, preacher? Pentecost was the first time the people of God was indwelled with the Spirit of God dwelling in them. That was Pentecost. That was the beginning of the church age where God began to fill people with His Spirit. Before then, the Spirit of God strived with people. Before then, the Spirit of God was upon people. Before then, the Spirit of God will work with people. But the Spirit of God never filled people's heart before then. People didn't speak with tongues before then. That was the first time they were filled with the Spirit and spoke with tongues. First time. So watch it. If Joel prophesied, Paul, Peter preached it, and it happened, then back then when Pentecost took place, started the last days. If the last days began with Pentecost, then how much more are we living in the last days? If the apostles could claim the promise back then, how much more should we claim the promise of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost today? If the apostles were living in the last days, what are we living in? What are we living in? They say that those were the last days. What are we living in? The last, last days. Because they believe that was the last days and we're still going. But guess what? We're still in the last days. And so it's clear that the outpouring of the Holy Ghost wasn't for some time back then because it was for the last days. The outpouring and the infilling of the Holy Spirit is for the last days. And we are living in the last days. We're not living in the first days. We're living in the last days. And so we have every right to claim the promise of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. In the 20th century, there was an unprecedented revival of the Holy Spirit. In, the, in 1900, no organized group proclaimed the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the initial, initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. But after a hundred years, over 500 million people profess 
some type of Pentecostal or charismatic identity, even though many of these people have not yet received the Holy Ghost and most do not have the fullness of the apostolic truth. Yet the growth and acceptance of the Pentecostal movement has been miraculous. So if you want to know what the Pentecostal movement is, it's the infilling of the Holy Ghost. God pouring out his spirit and people receiving it. That's what Pentecost has been all about. And so many people have come around. I'm talking to people from different denominations that realize, oh yeah, we do need the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And I'm glad. I'm glad when they heard it and saw it in the Bible that it's for today because we're living in the last days. It wasn't for a hundred years ago. It wasn't for a thousand years ago. It wasn't just for two thousand years ago. It's for the last days and we are living in the last days. Jesus is coming. He is coming for a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Can I tell you a little secret? On your own, you can't get to heaven. Let me say it this way, because that was obvious. You don't have anything that you possess as human to get you to heaven. The Bible talks about the catching away. We call it the rapture. And so the Bible says that the day the Lord returns... He says, the dead in Christ shall rise to meet the Lord in the air. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air. You ever ask yourself this question? How is it possible that right now I can't jump any higher than wherever I can jump to? How in the world am I going to make it in the air that far to meet Jesus? How is it possible how can we meet Jesus in the air where we can barely jump? I mean, the, the, the NBA players, all right, they can jump, you know, you know, 10 feet, 12 feet, okay. But that's like great athlete, 10, 12 feet, 14 feet. But Jesus said we're going to meet him in the air, in the clouds. How do you think that's possible? It's something that we don't have that's going to get us there. It's something that's not human that's going to get us there. The Holy Ghost. It's God's spirit that will elevate you and get you to meet him in the air. Jesus was the one that says, Lazarus, come forth. If he can cause a dead man to rise and walk and live, his spirit dwelling in you will enable you to meet him in the air. It's serious business that we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As he pours out, we need to be receiving because we need that to meet him. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit has touched every country of the world and every denomination in the world. If the Lord tarries for some years in the 21st century, we can see an equal revival of the name of Jesus as well as revival of true holiness. A lot of people 
have accepted that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is happening now and it's for now. A lot of denominations have accepted that because it's in the Bible and you can't deny it. The part that they have struggled with is the name of Jesus. Sometimes you got to just use a little bit of common sense. If the people who told you about the Holy Spirit and how it, the Holy Spirit will fall and you'll receive the Holy Spirit and when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will uh, speak with tongues as evidence. If those people told you that and they were right because you checked the Bible and they're the ones that's telling you the name of Jesus is very important. Because it's the name of Jesus that we cast out demons. It's the name of Jesus that we're baptized in. It's the name of Jesus that we're saved by. You should be able to take the word for that, but it's in the Bible. But we're going to see revival of the name of Jesus. A lot of people have accepted that the Holy Spirit is real, and when you receive it, you talk with tongues. But a lot of people have not yet received the revelation of the name of Jesus. But we're going to have a revival for revival. To, we're going to see a revival with the name of Jesus. People are going to declare it. We're going to see a revival in true holiness. There are still some people, non-Christians, that are living, that are looking for people that will uphold morals. Holiness will move you to be moral. Some of morals means that I don't want people to look at me any kind of way, so I got to carry myself properly. You don't understand. But the world has tricked many of us to think that we need to become like them. When in actuality, they're crying out to saying, can you show me the right way? Can you show me the right way? And the church is here to show the world the right way, which is the way of the Lord Jesus. And so many of us in the church are letting all the things that surround us pressure us to think that it's better to just adapt the ways of the world. And that's just a deception. The world is really wanting to see a church. As soon as you, when you're in church and you decide you're going to lower your standards, your morals, so you can fit in with the world. Can I tell you a secret? In their heart and under their breath. They saying to themselves, you ain't no real Christian. They ain't telling you to your face because you're rolling with them. But the day you and them not together, oh yeah, she wasn't even right. Talking about she's some Christian. She wasn't, she wasn't legit. She was not legit because she did this and she did this and I heard her said this. She wasn't no real Christian. So I'm telling you, you become like them and in their mind, they're just glad that they got somebody else to say you have kids? Grew up in a house, three boys. I'm the oldest. And so as time went on, my parents staggered how we went to bed. I might have went to bed 10, the other one 9, the other one 8.30. As soon as my mother told the youngest one, you got to go to bed, why, why is Steve not going to bed? Then 
when she tell the middle one he got to go to bed, why are we not going to bed? Because what we do and it always happens is we just want to know somebody's doing the same thing we're doing. We, 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 we just want to be comfortable that what we're doing, somebody else is doing it. But we're not even realizing, I don't care about having a whole bunch of us doing the same thing. I care about what's the right thing. And a lot of times, when you're doing right, the crowd is smaller. Most of the times when you're doing right, and that includes living for Jesus, the crowd will be smaller. And so don't be uncomfortable about that. If you're really sincere about living for God, just realize you will be in a smaller crowd. But it's okay, because the big crowd will eventually come over to where the small crowd is, because they want a people that will live the Bible according to the Bible. Keep on living holy. Keep on living righteous. Keep on holding to the name. Keep on holding to the word. People are coming to the truth. People are coming to realize, I want to be a part of that truth. I want to be a part of what's God, what God is doing. I'm thankful for what God has done, but I'm not satisfied. Can I tell you? Too many of us are being satisfied. We get a little of this, and we run in satisfied. Satisfied. You know what makes great athletes great? They're never satisfied. They're always trying to be better. I want to be better. I want to be better. They're always trying to do more. They do more than everybody else because in their heart and in their mind, I want to be better. And they put the work in. They're never satisfied. They want to become better than what they are. All of those athletes, after a while, retire. And after they retire, give them some years, you see them again, you wonder, they play sports? But us, Christians, if we become like the athlete and just always wanting to be better and always wanting to get deeper in God, that will take you through in all eternity. The athlete time is temporary, like everything else in this world. It's temporary. Nothing in this world is permanent. Everything in this world is temporary. But if we will live for God, that is eternal. And whether we're here in this earth or we're in heaven with him, we will live eternally with him. You get this truth and you live it, it's for all eternity. I'm thankful to God for all that he has done, but I'm not satisfied. You know why I'm not satisfied? Because God has more for us. I don't care where you think you are in God. I don't care how much you think you're accomplishing God. God has more for you. And if you will seek him, you will see there's a whole lot more in store for you in Christ Jesus. God has more for you, church. He has more for you. There's, there's a reason why I said to you, give us some time. If the Lord tarries, we're going to change the name of this street from tennis court to Christ-centered way. Give it some time. If the Lord tarry, we're going to buy Iceland and make that the main campus for worship. And this is the youth place. Give us some time and we'll take over this old street because God has more for us. He has more for every one of you individually. 
But you have to keep his word and you can't deny his name. We thank God for our heritage and we must not change our apostolic identity. But we must press forward to claim revival in the time of promise, which is right now. God has promised us revival. He has promised us that he is pouring out his spirit and he is doing it. Revival is the will of God, but it's not automatic. We must claim it by faith and do what it takes so it can come to reality in your life. Matthew 5 and 6 says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. God wants us to continue to hunger and to thirst for his righteousness. We can claim the promise of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit by obeying the apostles' doctrine, by fellowshipping with each other. By coming together in unity. By praying together and praising and worshiping the Lord together. We can see the promise. This morning as we're praising and worshiping God, I said, yes, there it is. If we will praise the Lord together, if we will worship the Lord together, if we will come out of ourselves and just let God have his way. Why are you worried about what people think about you in church? I don't go to that church because those people are hypocrites. And those people, they're all about fashion and all that stuff. Why are you worrying about that? If you go to church for Jesus, why don't you just go and give yourself to Jesus? Show them people in the church what it's like. Or what it should look like when you give yourself to Jesus and you ain't being no hypocrite. We need to come to church. We can't be sitting around when we come to church. We need to worship God. In case you don't know, when we worship and praise the Lord, it contributes to our growth in Christ. I know you might think it's just, you know, some exercise that just wastes energy and time. But I'm here to tell you, God says everything that you do for Christ will last. There is nothing you will do for God that it will be in vain. Everything that you do for God will profit you something. If you worship him and you praise him, he gets glorified. But you get stronger in God. God will not allow you to worship him and praise him with Without something happening good for you. I used to say this all the time. It's all good. We go to sporting games. And we say, that's my team. And we shout, that's my favorite player. And that's great. That don't do anything for you. But God is so amazing and so omnipotent that somehow when you are praising him, stuff is just flowing from him back to you. It's like it's like it's just a flow going on when you worship God and praise him. You're giving him praise and worship and he's giving you something. You're giving him praise and worship and he's deposited in you. You're giving him praise and worship and he's moving you. Something happens when we worship and praise God. Something happens in us. We're not just exercising. We're not just crazy. We don't just come here just to just run around and, 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 and doing our thing. And we say, oh, they just, oh, I don't know about that church. 
That's why let IJ run around and praise God. Leave him alone. Let the kids run around and praise God. We don't want them to become like a lot of adults just sitting around. No, we want them to use their energy. Serve the Lord while you're young. Because when you get old, you won't have that same energy. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Every local church needs to expect the miraculous of the outpouring of God's Spirit. The operation of the gifts of the Spirit. If we will truly be apostolic in the areas of coming together, believing the doctrine, worshiping and praising God, and being unified, if we really believe those things, God will certainly do something in our hearts. And we will see our family members get saved. Some of us, we want our families to get saved. There is nothing that's valuable that's not going to cost you something. What you know that's valuable, that don't cost you anything. Let me tell this lady something, whoever you are. Your husband will live for God when you change up and get sold out because he's going to see exactly what's going on. He's the closest thing to you. So he knows when you change. But if he keeps seeing you doing the same old thing, he's just going to be chilling. But the day that you make a move and sincerely and sacrificially, it's going to cost you something, meaning it's not always going to be easy for you to get up and come into the house of God. It's not going to always be easy for you to make it into the things of God and doing what God called you to do. But if you do it, he's going to say, huh. That's what he's going to say. Huh. No words. Huh. And he's going to watch. He's going to watch. Because I believe everybody wants to be associated with what's real and with what's truth. Everybody wants to. Nobody wants to be tricked. Nobody wants to be led down the wrong path. Everybody wants to know truth and they want to really know what's right. And they're looking for people that will just live truthfully and be right. I just heard you. But pastor, ain't nobody perfect. When you make a mistake and people see your mistake, make sure you apologize to the people that saw you for not being who you're supposed to be. Don't don't go apologize to somebody else. So if, let me get an extreme, if you among some people and you slipped because you got mad and you cussed and you was a Christian, right then and there, don't wait and don't put your head down and don't be mad. Stop and say, hold on. Hold on, everybody. I just misrepresented my God and myself. Forgive me. I just cussed. It just came off my tongue. I don't know what happened, but please forgive me. And Lord, forgive me for saying words that is not according to your will. That's not Christian-like. Forgive me, Lord. That's the area. That's the place where you do it, and you keep moving after that. But a lot of times we mess up and we try to hide it. 
We should know by now from the first man and the first woman. When you mess up, God don't want you to hide. When you mess up, God wants you to run to him. Don't mess up and hide. Who going to help you when you hide? You can't help yourself because you just messed up and nobody else going to help you. When you mess up, run to Jesus. Don't run no other place else. We should learn that from our forefather, Adam and Eve. They ran to go someplace. Go hide. But they were supposed to run to Jesus. Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with messing up. I didn't expect for you to be perfect. None of us are perfect. I don't like to use it as my upfront excuse. Well, everybody ain't perfect. I don't do that. Every time I hear people start saying that, I start saying, here we go. Every time people start, Christian people, you hear them start saying this. Well, you know, and you didn't ask them anything about it. Well, you know everybody ain't perfect. When you hear that, I hate to tell you, but this is what they're saying. I'm trying to be a Christian, but I'll be messing up. That's what they're saying. Yep. They, they try to tell you ahead of time, so if you catch them messing up, they got an excuse. No, don't give in to the devil telling you ain't nobody perfect. We know ain't nobody perfect. Only God perfect. So we don't have to discuss that. I'm striving for perfection. Say that. I'm striving for perfection. Not saying, oh, you know, we all mess up. When we receive the promise of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we will be empowered to do great things by the Spirit. Which in the least is be a, be a powerful witness for God. A lot of us want to be a powerful witness, but we're not allowing the spirit to have us. Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Can I give you this real quick? We read the Bible sometimes and we're saying, well, I'm not in Jerusalem I'm not in Judea, I'm not in Samaria, and yeah, I'm in part of the world, but I'm not in those other places. Well, you got to understand when you read the Bible, it gives context. And so, what is he meaning when he says in Jerusalem? Jerusalem, what he was telling them is, go locally. So Jerusalem is your local area. That's your Jerusalem. Wherever you live, your area that you're in, that's your Jerusalem. Judea is your region. Your county, okay? And that's what Judea is. Samaria means to reach all culture, cross-cultural. And uttermost part of the world is internationally. So when you see the scripture talk about Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and uttermost part, just understand how it pertains to you. Jerusalem is your local area. Judea is your region, your area, where, where we call county or whatever we want to call it. And then when we talk about Samaria, we're talking about cross-culturally, meaning people of different cultures. We have more culture in the United States than any other place in the world. There was a time where we had to go to foreign countries to reach foreigners. We can stay right here and reach all the foreigners in the world. What country or town don't have a church? What cities are under-evangelized? What neighborhoods are not being reached? What ethnic group are un- 
underrepresented in the kingdom? What homes need a Bible study? We need to start asking ourselves that question and take the gospel to them. Let people know God want to fill them with his spirit. God is pouring out his spirit. And if they will open up their heart and look to the Lord, he will fill their heart with his spirit. And you will speak in tongues, in language that you have never spoken in. Mm -hmm. God is bringing an army together of diversity of people, of different cultures and nationality. If we want end-time revival, we must consider end-time harvest. We must not limit God to what anything he's doing. Listen, I'm thankful. I'm not satisfied. I'm thankful for all that God has done, but I'm not satisfied. You need to be thankful, but not satisfied. Be thankful that God allowed you to come in his house today. But don't be satisfied. Say, God, I want you to do exceeding and abundant above whatever I can ask or think. I need your spirit to overflow in my life. We have a young lady here today that's going to get baptized. And she came to me Wednesday and told me, that her and the Lord has just been communicating. And guess what? I confirm and confirm that she's right. How do I know that she's right? Because she ended up at the right place for the right baptism. The Lord was talking to her. The Lord talks to whoever he wants to talk to. So don't you think you got to be the holiest of thou? You got to be a prophet or you got to be some special Christian for God to talk to you. God talk to whomever he wants to, whenever he wants to. And God led the young lady here because she said she wanted to get baptized. She told the Lord that. And she said the place where she go to church, they probably wasn't going to get her baptized till about the summertime. Now, no, don't, don't, don't go down that road. We all have our traditional way of doing things. But that's why I started out today by telling you, look in the Bible. And once you see that your tradition goes against the word of God, you got to put that tradition to the side. Yeah. You, you can't mess with that tradition because it goes against the word of God. Right. There's a scripture that says, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized. What does tarry mean? That's a Bible. That's not me making some passage of scripture. That's Bible. Why wait? Arise and be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I'm thankful for what the Lord Jesus has done for us and through us, but I'm not satisfied, church. I hope I can communicate this message clearly enough today that we must be thankful to God because he's certainly been good to us. But we cannot be satisfied. Ask yourself, when was the last time you spoke in tongues? That's just, that's, that's just the question you need to ask yourself because God says he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh, which means the presence of the Lord is here. The power of God is flowing. But am I taking part in it? And I need to make sure I'm taking part in it. How do I know I'm taking part when I'm speaking with tongues? As the Bible says, I'm not doing that for any recognition. I just want to be a part of what God is doing.
Listen to me. He said that he will pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. As I said, God is pouring out his spirit. If you don't put your umbrella up, I told you umbrella in the spiritual sense could be, or I haven't told you that, but let me tell you this. Umbrella in the spiritual sense could be unbelief. Unbelief, umbrella is up. He's pouring out, but nothing has happened because you got your umbrella up because you don't really believe. Umbrella up means sin is in your life. And when sin is in your life, it makes you think differently than you need to think. When Adam and Eve sinned, instead of them understanding I need to go to the one that can forgive sin, they ran away from the one that can forgive sin. Sin makes you crazy. Sin don't make you have your right mind. I know you think you're in your right mind, but when we're sinning, we're not in our right mind. It makes us do things that's contrary to God's will. And it might look normal to everybody else, but they didn't create you. God created you. So while we are trying to look normal to everybody else, why? They didn't create us. They don't know what our life is supposed to be, but God does. So I want to make sure I'm doing what's right by him. And so he is pouring out his spirit. We just have to make sure we don't have our umbrella up and the spirit of God cannot fill our hearts. And some of those things like unbelief and, and sin and, 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 and bitterness and, and, and unforgiveness, these things that they, they are like umbrellas. It's like we have an umbrella up when we have unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and, 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 and unbelief going on in our life. Those, that's an umbrella. And so God is pouring out his spirit and you can't feel it. You might feel a splash. You know how the rain splashes up on your legs or it, the wind blows it and it comes in on you. But your head and thing not getting wet because the umbrella is covering that. I close with this scripture here because this is fulfillment of that promise. God has shown the fulfillment of that promise over and over and over. You and I are recipient to that promise. If you have been filled with the spirit of God, you are a recipient of that promise. And so we ought to be thankful but not satisfied. Let's stand. In Acts chapter 19. Very, very, I quoted this verbatim. I can quote these things, some of these texts. I quote them verbatim because these are scriptures that I just learned and understood. And so in Acts chapter 19, verse number one, we're seeing the scripture uh, fulfilled, the prophecy fulfilled here in Acts chapter 19, verse number one. Look at what it says here. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, verse 2, he said unto them, listen to what it says, he found certain disciples. He found certain disciples. You know what that means? You can be one who believed God, but still didn't know the things that you needed to know about God. It says disciples. It's okay to be a Christian and not have the full scope. God will keep sending you people to help you get more and more and more. 
This young lady that's going to get baptized today, she is hungry. She was thankful, but she wasn't satisfied. She was thankful that she's in a church and, and that she's able to know the Lord and she can read her Bible. She is thankful for that, but she wasn't satisfied. And so God allowed her to connect with her friend Rosalie, and Rosalie talked to her about her church, and she came Wednesday night to Bible study, and we talked a little bit, and she said, I want to get baptized. Had nothing to do with us, had to do with her hunger. Had to do with her not being satisfied. And so Paul met these disciples, and he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? This is Bible, church. I'm not reading from something foreign. Paul asked these disciples, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, we have not so much as of heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. Again, can we be humble and understand that we can be true believers and still not know some things about the Bible? Can we be honest with that and not think that we know everything? Me, as the preacher, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, did you ever see the scripture like this? And if it's something that I know I never saw quite that way, I'm saying, no, I haven't seen it like that. I got to look at that closely. And so these disciples of John, when Paul spoke to them, they said, we, have, we haven't even heard about the Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? Baptism is important, isn't it? Paul asking them, okay, you never heard of the Holy Ghost? Well, let me ask you this. How were you baptized? They said, unto John's baptism. Verse 4 says, then said Paul, John verily baptized you with the baptism of repentance. I don't know if you remember, but John the Baptist, when he first came on the scene, was telling people, repent! And he would just dunk them and bring them back up. But that's why Jesus was here on earth. And so John was baptizing people with the baptism of repentance. Saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, talking about Jesus, that is on Christ Jesus. This is where I am. Watch them, disciples. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Disciples who were baptized already. Because they weren't baptized the correct way, they got rebaptized. And so they said, Okay, when they heard Paul spoke and they got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Watch the prophecy now. In Joel 2, 28 and 29. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. Did we read that earlier? In Acts chapter 2, verse 16 through 18, did we read that your daughters will prophesy? Did we read that there would be an outpouring? That was in the last days. What days are we living in today? And so we know 
that God is still doing it today. Because these are the last days. There is no other last days to come. These are the last days. And if you believe that, you need to make sure you have what the Bible says you need to have. God's spirit dwelling in you. If you haven't talked talk in tongues in a long time, you need to talk in tongues. Not because you need to make up how to talk in tongues, but because that's a representation, that's a manifestation of you being filled with God's spirit. And I told you we need God's spirit. We can't get to heaven without God's spirit. Will you lift your hands with me today? And will you just go to the Lord, just you and him? Forget about who's beside you. Forget about who's in front of you. Forget about who's behind you. Will you just lift your hands this morning and just between you and the Lord, if you haven't felt his presence in your life, communicate that to him. If you haven't spoken with other tongues because the Spirit of God has not moved you as such, then ask God to move on you that you can experience the Spirit of God. It's not impossible. It's not it's, it's not something that, that, that God wants to withhold from you. All you have to do is want it. All you have to do is have a desire for it. If you desire the things of God, God will give you those things. The things that you desire of God, He wants to give them to you. He will not withhold the things of God from you. You just have to desire it and seek Him for it. Oh, oh Father, in the name of Jesus. We desire your presence to overshadow us. We desire your spirit to take full control of our life. We want to be baptized with your spirit, Lord God. And we want your spirit to take control. We just don't want to have your spirit living in us, but we want your spirit, Lord, to lead us. We want your spirit to influence us in our thoughts. And in our deeds. Lord, will you do a work in us one more time before we walk out of this place? Will you do a miraculous work by your spirit in every heart that is hungry, in every heart that is thirsty, in every heart that is desiring for you to do a work in them? Will you do it right now, Lord, before we walk out of this place that we can have our own encounter, our own experience with you, Lord Jesus? Oh, God, have your way. In the name of Jesus. Somebody let God have his way in your heart. Let God have his way in your mind. Let God touch you today. Let God help you today. Let God lead you today. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Io koto ya satayanda la basika norolomo na yeteremo Oh by your spirit Lord God let your will be done this morning oh God let your power Lord God overshadow her even now Lord God and by faith I pray that the Holy Ghost oh God will have free reign right now in her life oh God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord, have your way. Oh, God, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will flow freely 
in her life, Almighty God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you would like to come to the altar and just pray today, you can come down and just pray and ask God to touch you. And ask God to just help you today. Empower you by His Spirit and stir you. Oh, God, have your way today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let God stir you. Let God move you. Let God have His way in your life. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Only you can satisfy. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, they belong to you, Almighty God. Let your presence overshadow them. Let your power reign in their life, Lord God. And let your will be done, Father. By your Spirit, Lord, have your way. Not by might by power, but by your spirit, Lord God. Bless them, 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 Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Have your way. Have your way, Jesus. Jesus. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, you have brought Saya to this place. You navigated her path. We did not do it, but you did. You used us as vessels. You used us, Lord God, as conduits. But this was all your plan. You called her, Lord God. You called her name. And today, there's an anointing on this person. There's an anointing on her. There's an anointing on her. God is doing something in her life. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're just here to be servants. Whatever your will is for her, let it be so today, Lord God. I pray that the power of the Holy Ghost will overshadow her, Lord. And that your spirit will reign supreme. Huh. Woo! Yes, Say, open your mouth. God will use you to speak as this oracle. God will use you to declare his word. God will use you all to be his witness, his example. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. For this is the day that God has brought you to more revelation, to more truth. And God will see you through. God has a plan for you. Let his will be done. Let his will be done. Let his will be done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's get her ready for baptism. Ready.
He says, if you trust him, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. When he says, lean not to your own understandings, he don't want you to go by your emotions. He don't want you to go by what you feel. But he wants you to be led by his spirit. He wants you to trust his word, lean on his word. And so today, God wants you to hear from him. He wants you to do his will. He wants you to obey his word. Ah, ah. He gives you words to speak. He gives you direction. He says, I will be with you to the end of the world. You don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about it. God says, I'm with you. It's not as serious as you think. I have it all under control. I am the omnipotent God. I have all power. I'm omniscient. I know all things. I know the east from the west. I know the north from the south. It is me that gives life. It is me that sustains life. And I will take care of what needs to be taken care of. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. He will direct your path. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God spoke to you today. Because God knows you're thankful. Yes, you're thankful. You know what God has done for you. But God wants me to ask you, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? You know God has more in store for you. What are you afraid of? Father, today, by the authority of your word, and the power of your name. I command her to be set free. That from this day on, Lord God, she will not be hindered. She will not be prevented from doing what needs to be done. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Come on, just worship him. Just let him have his way. Just let him have his way. Ah, let him have his way. Ah, let him Set a free Lord. Set a free Lord. Come on, church. I need you to worship God. We need you to worship with us today. Let God have his way. Let God have his way. God wants to do something great. And great in your heart. Thank you, Lord. 
Come on, lift your hands with me. Lift your hands with me. Let's go. We're getting ready to get out of here. Can I pray with you before we go? Father, in the name of Jesus, these are your people. You love them. You died for them. I pray that from this day on, they will not settle. They will not settle, Lord. That, God, they will not be satisfied. That they will claim all your promises for their life, Lord God. That they will know, Father, that you are loving. You are love, And that you will give them all good and perfect gift come from up above. All good and perfect gift come from up above. God gives all good gifts. And if you will stretch forth today, and if you will receive what God has for you today, your life will never be the same. Your thoughts will never be the same. God will take you in a direction that will take you to eternity. He will do mighty things, miraculous things in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your blessings upon your people. I pray your will to be done in your life. I pray that you will do the work that needs to be done, that they will never be the same again, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's clap unto the Lord and thank Him today. Let's thank the Lord for what He has done. God bless you. We thank you for being with us, for worshiping with us. Have a great rest of your day. If you're still worshiping, keep worshiping. If you're still praising, keep praising. Next door, we have refreshments for you. Go next door, support our building fund, and get some refreshments.
what we're going to do, we're going to pray the prayers of repentance. And we're going to ask God to forgive us for all of our sins. And when we pray the prayers of repentance, we're going to walk you up. And we're going to have you get into the tank. We'll situate you just right. And then we'll baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. Today is a really special day. Because when we get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we take on his name. So I'll give you a good understanding of that. When a lady gets married, she take on her husband's last name. We are the bride of Christ, the church. So when we get baptized in his name, we take on his name. So that is very important to have the name of Jesus Christ applied to your life. And baptism is required for us to enter into the kingdom of God. He says it's twofold. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and the infilling of his spirit. And that's how we enter into the kingdom of God. So you get ready to do something special. Your mother just told me she raised you in the church. And I try to tell our children how important it is to be raised in the church. Your life is so blessed. And you're always going to just, what what I like to say, have the advantage because you have God in your life. And God is all over you. All over you. When God is all over you, you don't even know what to do. Sometimes all you can do is cry. I do that too. When God is just all over me, I'm just crying because you don't even know what to do. You're like, man, God, what is going on? that's just God. He's pouring out his love and you're feeling his love because that's just the goodness of the God we serve. So let's lift our hands. He is so happy today that you're going to turn your life over to him. And we're going to pray the prayers of repentance. So I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, today, today, I surrender my life. I surrender my life. I give him my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my soul. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I repent of all my sins. For the sins I committed knowingly and unknowingly. Father, for those who have sinned against me, I forgive them. Today, Lord, Today, Lord, I turn my life toward you. I turn my life toward you. I want to live to please you. I want to live to please you. And not myself. And not myself. I surrender, Lord. I surrender, Lord. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my life. I pray this prayer. I pray this prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Chrisia today. Lord, you brought her to this place for this time. I pray, Lord, that you will continue to work mightily, miraculously in her life, Lord. For God, you have called her to the kingdom of God for such a time as this. I pray your anointing will continue to flow in her life and that you will guide her by your spirit, Lord God. Lord, I want her to be led of your spirit. Will you lead her by your spirit? Will you continue to reveal more truth to her? 
And Lord, with that same passion as you reveal truth to her, I pray that she will embrace it, that she will obey it, and that she will follow it and live by it. Father, I pray that you will keep her. Let no harm or danger come to her and use her mightily for your glory. We thank you for Chrysia today, Lord. Bless her, Lord, and keep her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, baby. We're going to walk you up on the steps. Hold, just hold, hold it. There you go. There you go. We got you. Step in. Walk, step down. We got you. Walk all the way forward. Step down one more step right there. There you go. Hold on to the side now. Step down and then step all the way down. There you go. Now you can sit. There you go. Comfortable? Sawyer is your last name? Esther. Esther with an H. So, Chrisea, Hester. All right. I want you to hold your nose like this. Yep. Get the other hand and hold your wrist. Chrisea Hester, upon the profession of your faith that Jesus Christ is Lord and repentance of sin, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Take a deep breath. Lift your hands in prayer. I want you to lift your hands and just thank the Lord. Father, we thank you for Chrisea today in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless her and touch her right now by your spirit, Lord. Let your power overshadow her right now, Lord, and let your glory fill her life, Lord. Have your way today, Lord God. Bless her, Lord. Touch her, Lord. Allow her to experience the supernatural right now in her life, Lord. We pray your will to be done, Lord. Oh, God, we give you thanks and praise today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, give him praise for saying. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God. Okay, you ready? All right. Turn around. We still have, we have one more to get baptized. Amen. I was going to ask, was there anybody else that want to get baptized? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mom taking pictures. Y'all take your mom's baby. Get her all dried up and everything. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
Will you forgive me for every one of my sins? I repent of all of my sins today. I give you all my heart. I give you all my mind and all my soul. Today, Lord, I turn from my own way of living. And I turn towards living for you. Obeying your words. Today, Lord, I forgive any person that have done me wrong, that have sinned against me. I forgive them. For, Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness. And today, I will serve you all the days of my life and dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Mommy that today, Lord God, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon her in such a miraculous way where she will be overshadowed, where, Lord God, she will be constrained in your righteousness, where she will be led of your Spirit, Lord, that she will walk by faith and not by sight. I pray today, Lord God, that you will guide her and lead her, that you will watch over her and protect her. Let no harm nor danger come to her, Lord God. Protect her, Lord. We are keeper, Lord God. I pray your blessings will flow in her life freely, Lord God. Help her to see, oh God, that you are her God and that she can trust you, Lord God. I pray a shield of protection all around her, Lord God, that no weapon form against her. We thank you today, Lord God, for what you're doing in mommy's life. And we pray your continual blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. She want to keep it on. All right. Let me hold your hand so we can get up there safely. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, just go in. Yeah, uh, step in. It's okay. Step right in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Walk down. Step down another one. Now you can hold on to the sides yourself. There you go. And there's another step down for you to go. There you go. Then you can have a seat. How about that? Comfortable? <laughs> Say your last name for me again. Otuaka. Otuaka? Oh, aqua. Aqua, like water, aqua. Otuaka. Okay. All right. I want you to hold your nose. Get your other hand. Mommy, Otuaka. Upon profession of your faith that Jesus Christ is Lord and repentance of sin. I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Take a deep breath. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Just lift your hands and thank him today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you the praise and the honor. We bless your name. You are so good, Lord. You're so good, Lord God. Bless her, Lord. Let your presence overshadow her. Let your spirit fill her, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How you feel? Hallelujah. Like a weight, weight was lifted, huh? We got to hold you again. You walk up and 